podcast you've been looking for all along. Step into the life of urban exploration with guests from around the world. Welcome to No Tracers. Welcome back to No Tracers. How's it going, everybody? I hope you're doing well. This podcast is all about urban exploring, and this week on the podcast, I am speaking with Ghostly Urbex 412 AJ. They are an urban explorer based out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and we're going to be talking about their explorations, their ghost stories. They are a ghost hunter, so I thought that that would be an interesting episode because we have a lot of people on this show that don't believe in paranormal activity or haven't experienced it or think it's fake, and so I wanted to have ghostly urbex 412 come on and talk to me about their experience with with spirits and their abilities and things like that it's a super interesting episode so i hope you'll stick around and listen to it all the way through if you want to come on the no tracers podcast please reach out to me my social media links are down in the description you can find me on instagram at no.tracers or on tiktok at no tracers and let me know if you want to come on the show i would love to have you share your stories If you guys want to see a video version of this with AJ's photos, I've actually made a YouTube version of this podcast. It's on the Just the Letter K YouTube channel. So if you guys go over there, you can find all the podcasts with videos along with them. So if you would rather have like a visual representation of what we're talking about, that's available as well. Otherwise, stick around here and enjoy this episode. Before we get into it, there's a few things I need to let you know about. The first of which being I have a photography book out called No Tracers, An Urban Explorer's Diary, and it is an urban exploring photography book full of my photos and my stories from my explorations around the world. And if you guys want to get a signed copy of that or read my blog or see my YouTube videos, you can head to notracers.com and check out all that stuff, pick up a copy of the book, and I'll sign it for you and mail it to you no matter where you live in the world. Also, there's a ton of affiliate links to Amazon products down in the description that will help you in your urban exploring journey. If you guys need a respirator, if you need a light, if you need shoes, a backpack, there are a bunch of links down at the bottom of the description that will take you to Amazon products. I get a little bit of kickback every time you guys buy one of those products, so thank you for doing that. And the last thing I need to let you know about is that we have a partner here on the podcast, and that is Liquid Death Water. Their motto is Murder Your Thirst. And if you guys are into water, which you should be because you're a human that needs water and you don't necessarily want to get plastic water bottles anymore and you're trying to, you know, help the environment be a better person, check out Liquid Death. Here's an ad I made for you in three, two, one. From the streams of the Austrian Alps comes a new kind of water, a water that is sure to raise you from your grave. If you're tired of buying cases of plastic water bottles that contain carcinogens and God knows what else, or if you're trying to lower your waste footprint, Liquid Death comes in beautifully rugged aluminum cans. Murder your thirst with a can of Liquid Death. Check the link in the description and use code just the letter K at checkout for 10% off your order. Liquid death, murder, your thirst. So if you guys want 10% off your order at liquiddeath.com, use code just the letter K or hit the link down in the description that says liquid death and the code will automatically be applied for you. 
I see you guys ordering 30 cases of water. Thank you so much for doing that. I get a little bit of commission every time you guys buy a case of water, so I appreciate you doing that. The Earth appreciates you doing that, and Liquid Death is giving back every time you do that. So thank you guys for enjoying Liquid Death Mountain Water. You guys are the best. All right, without further ado, Ghostly Urbex 412, please introduce yourself and how long you've been exploring to the No Tracers audience. Okay, so I'm AJ. Um, on YouTube, it's Ghost Guy Explorations and Ghostly Urbex 412 on Instagram. Um, I've been exploring since I knew exploring was a thing, if that makes sense. So I, my first exploration was a state hospital in Pittsburgh called Mayview State Hospital. It's no longer there. They demoed it in 2012. They built really crappy apartments on top of the place and they're sinking. <laughs> um, uh, so, and then I got into like actual Arbats, Arbats, um, the fall of 2019. Um, I met up with some people that were in my area. We went to this town called Brownsville, Pennsylvania, and just kind of went to this old hospital, went to this old nursing home, the hospital they just demoed, um, and this old hotel and these couple banks. And I was hooked. I was like, yeah, like this, this is good. And then my second ever Urbats, we went to, um, another place that's no longer abandoned. It was a formerly SCI Crescent. We went there. And then we went to the trolley graveyard and yeah, I was hooked. I was like, this, this needs to happen more often. <laughs> For sure. Uh, can you tell me more about that first exploration into that state hospital? Like, what was it about that that made you catch this bug? Like uh, a lot of people might do it once and then they're kind of like, oh yeah, it's not for me. But what made you like get, get hooked on it? Like, what was it about that building? So I'm a very deep researcher when it comes to abandoned stuff. And so I always am reading news articles and reading like different things like that. But I'm also a social worker. I'm studying for my master's in social work right now. Um, So what draws me to these places, these state hospitals, these reform strolls, these prisons, that kind of stuff was always the fact that like, this is work that I could be doing in the future. And I just want to avoid the mistakes that they made in the past to not be the same you know, the same failure that society used to do for these people, you know, like mental health in this country has come a long way, but it still has a long way to go. Um, and just looking at a former state hospital that closed because they didn't, you know, they trans they transferred from, um, you know, institutional care to uh, community care. And so with Mayview, this was a sprawling campus, probably 18, 19 buildings, um, all connected by tunnels, crazy crazy explorer um just when they closed in 20 2009 they had 163 patients at one time they had like 2000 3000 patients but that was back in the 1990s the 1980s um and ever since america kind of transformed to this community level of care where they put these people in the community um it's state hospitals have been on the decline the mental institutions of the past have all kind of been shuttered um then pennsylvania right now has two state institutions that are still in operation um but that's a definite decline from when they had eight nine ten of them um back in the day um so i'm a huge i love mental hospitals i love you know i'm just hooked on that you know how they failed um 
One of my favorite mental hospitals that I've been to is Forest Haven. Oh, dude, we can talk about that all day. I love that place. Tell me about your your experience there. Um, Forest Haven, I went down with my boy Tanner and my friend Tiffany and uh, just great people. We took a road trip down there. We met up at Forest Haven. Um, That place is creepy. Um, (laughs) But I've done a lot of research on Forest Haven. I found out that it's one of the deadliest hospitals in American history. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the asphyxiation pneumonia that, uh, infected like 12 kids that were at that hospital and they all died from it. Um, but for anyone listening that like doesn't know what asphyxiation pneumonia is, it's basically like you're, you're laying down and they force feed you, which then the food gets into your lungs and you die. Like, it's just not a good way to go. Um, and I think with Forest Haven, what drew me to it originally, I was drawn to Forest Haven when I was an undergrad um, at, in a school in Virginia. And it was just something I've always wanted to go to. I've heard so many creepy stories. I've heard just so much. And I wanted to experience it for myself. Um, and I had a paranormal experience when I was there. And it was crazy. Um, my camera audio picked it up. Um so I'm actually a ghost hunter. I started as a ghost hunter um, and then I got into Urbats. And ever since, you know, I have these paranormal experiences, but I'm never, never ready for them to happen. I was only really ready for them in two places, but still, still crazy. Um, but at Forest Haven, we were in, uh, when you come out of the woods on that really nice pathway, mm-hmm. that's like everyone and their mother has gone down that pathway. <laughs> Um, you know, you come out of the woods, there's that building there. It's filled with like, it was like the activities building, but it has those big cribs in it that are like adult size and like that really creepy presence. Um, there's, there's a hallway between, it's almost, it looked like where showers used to be almost. Um, and it's like a really creepy hallway and we're walking through this hallway and I heard it real time, but I was thankful my camera audio also picked it up. It sounded like a door slammed shut by itself. And it was a day where it was like super, like, you know, it was chill. There was really no wind blow and it was like a nice fall, fall day. So there really shouldn't have been any explanation for why that happened. Um, but Forest Haven was an awkward experience because normally like I'm very stressed out in abandoned places. In Forest Haven, I felt like I was like, you know, I felt good. I felt mm-hmm. like I belonged there, which I mean tells you more about me than it does the building. <laughs> oh man, yeah, Forest Haven. Like I remember, I explored on uh, Thanksgiving Day in 2019. Um, I was there visiting family, and I, you know, found found Forest Haven and uh, found a forum on it, and found this guy had left a comment on it, and he was like, "Oh, I love Forest Haven," and I found his Instagram, hit him up, and I was like, "Yo, I don't know if you're doing anything this morning. I know it's Thanksgiving, but like." if you want to go explore, I would love to see this place, you know? And so we spent like four or five hours just exploring Forest Haven. And it was absolutely just an incredible sight just to see. And I mean, I had my drone with me, so I did some aerials and you can see like the comparison between the the new center that's next to it and the old spot. And it's like night and day. It's crazy to see it mm-hmm. from the air. Um, but yeah, let's let's dive more into some more paranormal stuff. I know that's something that you are very uh, into and something that you experience a lot. So tell me uh, some more stories about it. 
So I'll start kind of with my background in the paranormal. Um, I've owned my own paranormal society in where my hometown is Pittsburgh. I've owned uh, Mon Valley Paranormal Society now for, well, probably since I graduated high school. Um, I have a lot of the gear that you can see on TV shows um, that I use. Um, but then in 2017, I suffered a really unfortunate loss. Uh, my best friend passed away from uh, complications from a horrific car crash. Um, oh. But ever since he's passed away, I've had crazy, crazy abilities. Um, one of them actually really helps when we're exploring. Um, if I sense, I can kind of sense like if an owner or if the cops are like nearby and I'll be like, I, I'm given some kind of warning that like somebody's going to come. Usually it comes in the form of a headache. But um, every time that I've gotten a headache and Amanda, we've left the place. And then like either we've seen the owner pull into the um, location. We've seen cops pull into the spot. like. It's been, it's been like, well, thank God we got that five minute window to get out of there. Um, so that's, that's kind of where I am. Um, I'm an empath, you know, so I feel, um, spiritual energies and I can feel when they're stressed. I can feel when they're angry. I can feel when they're sad. Um, just very, very emotional when it comes to it, but also with his death. I've developed like a lot of these psychic kind of abilities. And I know a lot of people like are on the fence about psychic stuff because they see these TV shows where people pay to be like, you know, to be read. And then it's some dude just sitting under the table telling them their thoughts. <laughs> um, but I really just, I can't explain a lot of the stuff that I've, that I've had happen. Uh, Forest Haven with the door shutting by itself. That was a really weird experience. And I'm thankful my camera's audio picked it up. Um, we went to Letchworth um, in New York. Um, I'm actually glad the police were like outside the building when we were in it, but we ended up just sneaking out a side door and leaving the place. Um, but I have a device called an Obulus 5, which um, it picks up on energies in the area, and then spirits can use the, the energy that's off of the device to make words, which is really cool. And um, when I was, we were in the lab at at Letchworth where Letchworth is really notorious for one of the one of the many mental institutions that would develop these experimental medications and then use them on their patients to see like if they worked or not so like the polio vaccine was developed in the Letchworth lab and then they tested it on their patients to see hey well you know like you have something that's not even polio but let's just see how this affects you Damn. Um, so in this lab at Letchworth, my device said a uh, secret and then it said magic after that. And, you know, if, if you know the history of Letchworth, that makes a lot of sense. Like that's a crazy thing to come across mm. because that's essentially what they were doing. They were creating secrets. They didn't want anyone to know about it. And to them, it was magic. It was like, okay, we're creating this experimental drug. We have no clue if it's going to work. But if it works, then we created it and it's good and it's going to sell and make, it's going to make us millions of dollars. Um, wow. So that was Letchworth. Um, I had a crazy, crazy experience when I was at Briarcliff, which is that nursing home in yeah. New York. Um, basically, I wasn't, I didn't expect to do anything at Briarcliff. My main, my main goal on that trip was Letchworth. I did some thermal imaging at Letchworth, which was cool. Um, I did some full spectrum stuff. Um, so like we are very limited of what we can see with our eyes. Um, we see a very limited light spectrum. The full spectrum camera, um, 
we can see everything that we can't see with our eyes. Um, so a lot of the times the photos come out pink or like pinkish blue or purple, but it's just like that extra spectrum. Um, I can send you a photo of something I caught full spectrum at a haunted location in, in uh, Colorado that's one of my best finds. But um, yeah, um, as far as like Briarcliff went, I wasn't expecting paranormal stuff to happen. It just kind of did. Like, like, I just remember walking on the second floor and I'm just feeling like super sad, super neglected, like, and I stopped by this one room that it's like this one very ornate room and it's got some beds in the corner, like all stacked up on each other. And I remember feeling like, like there was a woman in the room and I could see her sitting on the bed, looking out the window. She said her name was Donna. And so like, we ended up just talking for like, you know, anyone, anyone who doesn't believe in this would walk past the room and thought I was crazy just talking to myself. But, you know, I'm seeing this woman on this bed and we're just, we're just like, I'm learning her life story basically. And I knew of other paranormal investigators who have gone to Briarcliff and have had similar experiences by that room, but they never knew what they were dealing with. Wow. And so to know what they were dealing with was like, okay, when you go back there, make sure you talk to Donna. Like, she's real nice. She's just real sad. And my device kept on saying, like, weeping, sadness, depression, like, that kind of stuff. So I knew I knew I wanted to dive deeper into that history and see what Briarcliff was, why it closed, and that kind of stuff. And that's when I found out that it was originally somebody's residence mm-hmm. that they turned into a nursing home. And they made it look really good, but the level of care was not good. The level of care was horrendous. Um, And for a lot of elderly people in nursing homes, they just don't, you know, nursing homes are really understaffed to to begin with. And I bet Briarcliff was one of them, but it was one of those places where they just like took their money from you. And then like, you know, the, the nursing staff spent your money that you gave them on personal stuff and didn't even like do the stuff that they should have been doing. Yeah. And it's crazy how like the church was behind a lot of this stuff back in the day as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Yeah. So nuts. Um, And a lot of people might know Briarcliff from like American horror story, you know, that's kind of what made it super uh, commercialized, if you will. Um, Mm -hmm. Cool. You got to explore it, man. Um, When did photography come into play for you? Was that like at the very beginning or did, did you pick up a camera like along the way? Um, my ex-girlfriend in 2018 bought me a camera. I said I won that relationship. <laughs> um, but she bought me a camera for my birthday in 2018. I got a Panasonic Lumix DMC Series G7, uh, which at the time was one of the best, um, one of the best digital video cameras. Mm-hmm. So I got into Urbats with the with the thought of being like a YouTuber. You know, like, I know people are going to hear this and say, oh, no, like a YouTuber. Because, you know, YouTubers <laughs> don't get a good rap True. in the urban community. Because there's a lot of YouTubers that don't do the things that I do when I explore a place. That I try real hard to prevent any names of locations. I try real hard to, you know, not say anything about where a location is. Um, I try real hard to, like, preserve stuff. And I feel like, you know, when we look at who's out there, like, there's not a lot of guys that are out there that preserve stuff. Like you got like people like I don't know, I'm not gonna name anyone because I don't wanna like, you know, throw shade on anyone, mm-hmm. but like you have big accounts that are just name dropping stuff left and right and they don't give a shit. Like they don't care 
what happened to the spot after they go to it. Yeah. Like they just want it for their clout and that's it. Um, and I'm kind of the guy, like my, my channel only has like 645 subs on it. You know, like I'm not, I'm not doing well on YouTube. I've been YouTubing since like 2019. Um, but at one point, just in a spot, I was just kind of like, you know what? Like, let's not YouTube for once. Like, let's let's see, like, if we can do photography. And then I was taking, like, a bunch of raw shots and not doing anything with them. And then a couple months ago, I was like, wow, like, my friends edit their photos really well. Like, my friend who was on the podcast the other day, he edits his photos super, super well. And he just, like, I love his work. I love everything about his work. And the shots that I saw on the video when I watched it on YouTube, like, I've been to a lot of those places with him. And I knew those shots. But I was like, wow, I wish I could do the same thing that he's doing. Or the same thing that my other friends are doing. And I looked up to those people because I didn't know how to edit until, like, they were like, hey, why don't you just download, like, an app and then add your own kind of touch to things. So then I started doing that. And then that's when photography really got kind of, you know, I was just kind of posting to post and like my captions on my Instagram photos are usually like my inner thoughts, um, you know, like what I'm feeling at the time. Mm-hmm. And so it was just a way to express myself because I feel like my life, I didn't have an outlet for that. But then when I found Urbats, then I suddenly had an outlet for it. So like, you know, that's, that's where I am with photography and stuff. Love that. Uh, so do you have any gear recommendations like as far as I know you do paranormal stuff. So if you want to talk about that kind of stuff, uh, your gear, more of your gear that you use for that. And then if you have like a, a recommendation for like a backpack or a pair of shoes or a respirator or anything like that for, for newer explorers. So uh, most of my explorers um, and I think I think I is probably the only dude in our crew that wears a mask. I, like he always wears a respirator mask. I know he talked about that, but he's always making fun of us. And he's always like, I don't know, understand how you guys go into these mold filled buildings without any of a respirator on. And so I don't, I got a respirator for Christmas this past year because I went to a school in Ohio that was just super, super gross. Like my lungs hurt after I left this place. Mm. I was like, you know what? I need a respirator. So I just got like your basic three M respirator. Um, I guess recommendations as far as Arbat gear go, I just wear tennis shoes and explorers. I don't wear like fancy boots or anything like that. Um, no explorer has ever worn Uggs in a, in a bando. So like, that's not who I'm going to be. Um, and so like, I think the best recommendation product wise is my light. Um, I have a loom cube. Um, okay. It is a super, like one of those flat panel loom cubes. Mm. Um, it is super bright. Even on its lowest setting, it lights up the whole room. It's like carrying a, it's almost like carrying a spotlight with you on top of your camera. Um, I actually got, I got that last year and it's been a great investment. I, I got a light at Best Buy for like 20 bucks and it stuck. It was just the worst. It always it was always breaking. It was never on. And then it was like, I need a loom cube. Like I need to update and they're, they're 150 bucks, but they last for like six hours at a time before you need to charge them again. Yeah. And that's really helpful. And it's like a USB charger and just, you know, I, I just love the light that comes out of that thing. Um, and I can use it for not just herbs. Like I use it when I go magnet fishing. I use it um, 
if I'm just doing like random stuff around the house because it's just like a big spotlight. Um, as far as paranormal stuff goes, um, paranormal stuff is super expensive. Um, I would personally recommend a spirit box. Um, you can just go with the basic SB7 spirit box. Um, make sure you get like a decent stereo for that. Um, I have, I have an Altad speaker for it, um, which is what they use on Ghost Adventures. And it's, it was super pricey. I think Altad was like 150, 160 bucks just for the speaker. Um, but it's a really high quality speaker. Um, I've gotten some amazing captures on the spirit box. Um, I updated to an S-Bot. I don't recommend the product whatsoever. It's supposed to be a little bit better than a spirit box and it records like on the box, but it's just not, it's more of like a white noise machine than it is like a spirit box. Um, and you know, um, you can get an Ovulus. I would personally recommend the Ovulus 3, the Ovulus 2, um, the early version Ovuluses. Um, the Ovulus that I have is the Ovulus 5. It allows me to do a lot more stuff, but I end up finding that I just do the words to just kind of see what the words calculations are and stuff. I don't do like any of the true or false or like draw me a picture or anything like that, but that's like optional settings you can use on that. Uh, I think my Ovulus at the time was like 400 bucks. Um, it's super pricey, super pricey. Um, also like you can just, you can shoot with a cell phone. I've taken a lot of cool paranormal photos with just my cell phone camera. Um, I think the nitty gritty cameras are like, you know, they're pretty expensive as well. Um, I have a full spectrum still camera, which uh, it's just, it's made by Bell and Howe. I think it was 165 ish. Um, you can get it on the website, ghoststop.com. Um, and then I have another Bell and Howe night vision, uh, digital recording camera. I don't use it that much anymore. Cause I, you know, I use my loom cube on my, on my Panasonic mostly. Um, I don't do a lot of night vision anymore. Um, and then I have a thermal imaging camera. It's made by, uh, Fleur one is the company F L I R, um, is the spelling on that. And then one, the number, um, my thermal imaging cameras, it plugs right in the bottom of my iPhone, so it's really cool. Um, and then there's like a corresponding app with that. Um, I think retail value, like $1,000 for that. But it's a, it's a cool feature. I've caught in some really cool stuff on the thermal, um, just in like abandoned state hospital cemeteries and stuff. Mm. Um, but that's, I mean, as far as an always, always always have a recorder you can you can use the recorder on your phone that comes with like your iphone or your android phone they work pretty well but if you want a digital recorder you can just go like buy one at best buy they're like 70 dollars. yeah for sure and uh do you have any urban exploration injury stories um i've fallen through one floor but nothing really horrible happened like i just kind of like stuck my foot through it <laughs> um i think I think I actually chipped a bone in my ankle when I did that because I went to the doctor a couple of weeks ago for a sprained ankle, not urbex related. Um, but they were like, yeah, you have a chip in your ankle. And I was like, hmm, I can think of like one experience where I fell through a floor urbexing, but like not, it didn't affect me at the time. So mm -hmm. no, I don't have any super horrible injury stories. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, can you tell me about your scariest exploration of all? I said it's Mayview. Maybe it was super scary. Um, we were in the tunnels at Maybew, and I remember it was me and a friend who was more into ghost hunting and stuff. Like he wasn't a raptor at all. 
we were just walking through the tunnels and I remember like hearing something fall like right in front of us but I couldn't figure out what it was and then like we walked a little bit further and I saw like this brick on the floor and I was like uh that just wasn't there like 20 seconds ago and you could see like all the fresh dark mark all the fresh dust marks and stuff on it and it was like that either fell from the ceiling or that was thrown at us um by like something we couldn't see so that's that was pretty scary damn but stupid me i went back i always went back there (laughs) oh man that's amazing i love like i love hearing these kind of stories they're super rare on this podcast so i love that i have like an actual like ghost hunter on the show so uh thank you for coming on by the way no for sure i as soon as i heard ike's podcast and i heard the end of it like hey if you want to you know if you want to tell your stories or anything like we'd glad, be glad to post you and stuff and i was like you know i need to i need to expand a little bit in urbats and talk to different people and i think that's the coolest thing about urban exploration is the fact that you know we're all going through something whether we want to admit it or not i i go through depression and go through anxiety on the daily like and i think that's so true for the community i think a lot of people go through the same stuff um I also like I struggled heavily with gender and stuff like that. And I feel like there's a lot of people in the community that can relate. So I find that it's just so nice to have like an outlet with other people that are going through the same stuff as I'm going through. Oh, 100%. But also her version of fun is like, hey, let's go like explore this abandoned building that's dilapidated and we'll just fall through this floor real fast. (laughs) And then, hey, the cops are outside. So let's run for our lives and hide in the woods. It's like... So, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I love the hobby. I almost got busted the other two weeks ago. Um, I wasn't doing anything illegal. I wasn't even in the building. I was just taking exteriors, which isn't a crime, but, you know, hmm. cops don't like to believe anything. True. <laughs> and uh, do you have a favorite exploration overall? Um, I've been to a lot of places. I think the bucket list item that i really loved was neville um in new york i wanted to see neville ever since i saw rnk all day do a video there um but neville i mean if you've been if not it's trashed it's just it's just ridiculously trashed um but it was definitely that bucket list explorer that you know if i wasn't in arbats i wouldn't think about it but i am and i just i loved being there there's also a hotel in new york that Going into the place, I didn't think it was going to be a great explorer. I thought it was going to be blown out and just because there was a fire at this hotel. I don't want to name drop it, um, but there was a fire at this hotel that was caused by the mob that owned the place. And it destroyed like a good half of the property up there. And uh, I remember just going room to room and there's just stuff left behind. There's just so much stuff and there's rooms set up and there's like photographers, you know, like are taking photos and the people that I, that I was friends with at the time, like just going through the stuff that's there, you know, not taking anything, but just like, wow, this is so cool. Like, wow, there's, there's bills and stuff. There's like bank statements in here from people that have lived here. Like, and it's just so crazy seeing all their personal belongings behind. Um, I think that's just so, so amazing. And I thought like that, that ended up being one of the best spots I saw on that trip. Um, I mean, I also saw Neville on that trip. I saw Briarcliff. I saw Letchworth. I saw all these great places, but I think that spot just, you know, like that's, 
that became the spot that was one of the tops for me. Um, and then my probably my favorite all-time explorer. Um, it's actually my background on my computer. is a church in Ohio. I wouldn't say it was abandoned. It was more so vacant. Like, they were waiting for it to sell. And there was, like, a gas leak or something in the church, I think. So that's, like, what scared off the parishioners who used to go there. But it's, like, this Byzantine Catholic church in Ohio. Wow. That's, it's being renovated at the moment. I just found out it's being renovated. Um, it was We got so lucky with it. There was, like, a side door that was open. And we ended up, like, going into the side door. And just, like, the power was on. Like, all the priest's robes and stuff were there. And I'm not a huge church person, but this church was, like, spectacular. Like, just, like, the colors on the stained glass and just the, you know, the altar was immensely gorgeous. Um, it was a very crazy, awesome explorer. It's oh, probably my favorite. Nice. Uh, and then can you talk about social media a little bit more and what it's done for you as an explorer? Has it helped you, like, make these connections with other people around the country? Um, yeah, so I have a group chat, actually, with uh, the people that I've met in Urbex through just our Instagram photos and stuff. We've met up in person um, a few times, and now we're, like, super dedicated, so we go out every weekend and explore, um, just every weekend. Um, my friends are actually in Missouri right now exploring, um, but, yeah, I'm based out of Pittsburgh, and most of my friends are based out of Pittsburgh, Youngstown, Akron, Cannon, uh, but we have this group chat on Instagram, just like the eight of us. And we just talked about spots and talked about places. And that's how I found out about this podcast because it was shared in our group chat. Cool. Because um, Ike, was, Ike was on it. So he's he's in our crew. And uh, everyone is just super skilled in photography that's in our crew. And it's just a super cool environment to be like, you know, nobody is better than anyone else. You know, like there's a lot of competition in our bets. So like, you know everyone kind of respects everyone in our group and it's just a cool a cool thing so in so instagram and like facebook and youtube have kind of helped me grow in photography and urbats but there's like only maybe 10 11 12 people that i would actually consider friends that i've met through instagram um and just like i happened to run into this one dude who's this huge explorer in new jersey um he used to be on Instagram. He used to be Tommy Jester. He's now uh, Moldy Luns is his Instagram. Oh, yeah. Um, he's a dude that I looked up to for so long. Like, I I had always loved his work. I always loved his photography. I was like, I wish I could do the stuff that Tommy does. Um, and we actually ended up running into Tommy in an abandoned school in Pittsburgh. And just like, uh, he was like, oh, who are you guys? And I was like, oh, like, I have my business card on me. And I, like, gave it to him. And he was like, I follow you. Like, I know who you are. And I was like, that's so cool, like, to be able to expand where someone you look up to knows who you are. That's um, And so I now play Xbox with Tommy Jester. So <laughs> I mean, it's, like, crazy how it just all worked out. Um, but, yeah, um, I think lately I don't try to expand as much because I – you probably know how toxic the Urbats community is. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a pretty toxic thing, and you know, I I don't have the I don't have the mental capacity to put myself through it day in and day out. So if I find someone on Instagram that I like to follow, I follow them. If I like any of their shots, I might send them a message. But there's honestly just so much toxicity in this hobby that like it's like a lot of kids that never graduated high school, basically, <laughs> and like a couple people that have and like went to college and like made something of themselves. Yeah. Um, but 
it's just, I don't know. I Instagram's a tough one for me because I've met people on it, but there's also a lot of people that I know who to avoid. Um, Facebook, there's a lot of entitled boomers and Karens and like those massive Facebook groups that are always just like, oh my God, send me the address to this place. And you're just like, no, like, no, you have to research that. Find it yourself. Yeah. Like, or nobody handed this to me. I'm not handing it to you. Don't call my manager. Yeah, yeah. Or they're like, ew, a YouTuber. <laughs> Gross. Or, ew, you're trespassing. You know that's a crime, right? right? Shut up. I know that's Come a crime, on. but like, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> exactly. I had a crazy, crazy Facebook experience the other day, actually. It's a group on Facebook called Abandoned in Virginia. Mm-hmm. The roles for the group were like, oh, only post the exteriors of places so you don't get like prosecuted for it. So I shared a house. That's in New York. I don't care. Like, I constantly share places in these Facebook groups that aren't in the states that they're supposed to be. Right. Because I feel like if I share a house in New York in a Virginia group with 100,000 people from Virginia, they're never going to know what the house is. And there's no way I can get prosecuted for that house because it's not in the state. Right. Um, so, yeah, I posted all these interior photos and stuff. And the admin of the group deleted all my interior photos. And they were like, yeah, you can only post photos like if you're standing on the street. Like, this is an abandoned group, but we don't condone trespassing. I was like, okay, but, like, <laughs> you have no right deleting my photos. Like, yeah. Damn. So I stay away from Facebook groups because, like, they're just loaded with toxic things. I've I mass exited out of a bunch of Facebook groups the other day because I just couldn't deal with it anymore. And it's just all a bun- bunch of kids name dropping stuff. And- mm-hmm. Things are getting vandalized left and right. Yep. It's just not a fun place. But Absolutely. yeah, um, YouTube, I you know, I follow a couple people here and there that are big in the community. RK all day is one of he's the guy that got me into Arbats. Um just his videos and how he conducts himself. Um yeah, and that's that's social media. Cool. Uh, if you could live in one place you've explored for one week, which place would it be? Wow. I'd have to choose somewhere that has a bed, hopefully. <laughs> um, and that's not a lot of them. Um, I mean, Neville has a bed, but it's super crusty. Um, I would say... Hmm, that's a hard question. Hmm. I explored this hospital in my hometown, actually. Um, I would definitely live there because it's got power. It's got heat in it, which is nice. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have any beds, like all the beds are torn out and stuff, but there's some nice seclusion rooms that got beds. Um, I could probably lay on the x-ray machine, honestly, that you know wouldn't be super comfortable, but it's probably, <laughs> probably be enough to go to sleep on. Um, yeah, I'd probably live there. It's got, it's got a gymnasium, it's got a, you know, a swimming pool in it that's, it's not filled with water, but it's still a pool. Mm-hmm. Um got a chapel so like i still go to church um not that i go to church now but like if i wanted to right um yeah it's just like this massive massive hospital it was it opened as a tuberculosis sanitarium and then it became uh, a military hospital uh, for veterans and stuff and now it's just the police use it sometimes but like very rarely yeah, we have a place like that. Uh, it's a hospital and the SWAT team trains on like the eighth floor of the hospital. Mm-hmm. And it's nice. like, so everybody that goes there, they're like, avoid the eighth floor. Don't even go there. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. Nice. 
Um, and then there's do you also a uh, there was also a spot also in my hometown that I could probably live for out a week. It was like a like a religious retreat center, and it's got beds in the dormitories. It's also got a gorgeous chapel. If I thought about going to church, which I won't, um, <laughs> it's got a swimming pool as well. It's got a basketball court. It's you know it's pretty. I think. I think if I have to live anywhere for a week, I'd have to have amenities. Like, you can't just be, like, a one-room schoolhouse. And right. Like, like, this is this isn't very fun. <laughs> like, there's nothing to do here. Yeah. I'd definitely pick a big place. Like, the hospital I mentioned previously, it, it's 17 stories tall. So there's plenty to explore in that place. Where are you located? California. You're like, I want to come there. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's You said Pacific Standard Time, and I was like, hmm, wow, that's, that's a new one for me. Yeah, yeah. We got some crazy stuff out here. Like, uh, we have a big military hospital, like an Air Force base. Um, nice. We've got all kinds of crazy stuff. But they're getting harder to find new spots out here. Uh, but, I mean, because of COVID, I think a lot of things are going to become abandoned uh, shortly. Yeah, no, so. for sure. I have a mansion in L.A. It's I got it on some big YouTuber's uh, channel. He laid... He like showed a drone shot of the place, so like you could see the street that it was on, and like, you could see the street names, and I was like, "Huh, okay, like that's that's helpful." That and that's giveaway. like anyone anyone starting in Urbats too, like rookies, because I know I'm in this Discord that's like a disaster right now because it's just a bunch of kids that are just asking for locations left and right. Um, nobody's just gonna spoon feed you locations. Like, unless your best friend is R&K all day or the proper people or, like, you know, like, if that's your best friend or those people, like, you might get some locations. But the rest of us, like, if I don't know you, I'm not giving you something. For sure. Like, you gotta you gotta put in the work. You gotta put in the research. Like, you gotta, I didn't, you know, the 2,000 spots on my map, I didn't find just because somebody sat there and read them off to me. Yeah. You know, like, I, I put in the work. I looked for them. And I think that's so um the the discord that i'm in is founded by a clout chaser named chris hopkins um he's on youtube he's like 19 he's claiming himself as world's best explorer which like i don't agree with because how can you even claim that title <laughs> um at 19 too like dude some some of these people in this chat have been exploring since like before this dude was alive For sure. so like how can you even claim that but um so, like, with him, like, you can find spots on his YouTube channel because he he starts at blurring stuff out. Like, he, he'll point the camera at the title, at the name of the place, and be like, oh, this is where we are. Um, so, you can, YouTube is a really helpful tool. Um, I would avoid TikTok because, like, the only thing you're going to find on TikTok is kids vandalizing stuff on TikTok True. for clout. Um which is a huge reason why we don't give stuff out readily. Um, It's nothing against the person. Like, I don't know the person, so I'm not going to give something to them. It's nothing about you as a person. It's the fact that we've been burned so many times by people who we've given stuff to who've just went and, like, destroyed the place. Yep, exactly. And none of us want to see that happen anymore. So that's a tip for future investors. Cool. And do you have any more uh, bucket list items that you are waiting to explore that you want to explore? Uh, yeah, I have a lot. Um, I love prisons. I love hospitals. Um, I have a prison in Illinois that's pretty popular that I'm dying to see. Um, everyone knows what it is. Yeah. It's Dwight. Um, I'm dying to see Dwight. Um, I'm also dying to see that Florida in prison that R&K got arrested at. Um, but he didn't get arrested for exploring that prison. He got arrested for that sinking of that submarine. 
Oh, um, yeah. I have, there's a hotel in Ohio that I really want to get to that is like our Urbats invite only spot kind of place. But it's like a super cool place. Like the Urbatsers in this town run this hotel. Sick. And they like open it up to the public, to the Urbats community when they come out. Wow. And I was like, crazy. That's crazy. Like, how do you not get caught in this city for like running an abandoned hotel? Like somebody owns this place, probably. Like somebody actually owns the place. But yeah. no, they're just like, no, we don't care. Like... <laughs> They don't take care of it very well. <laughs> um, and then when COVID is over, I think I want to travel internationally um, oh, and see stuff. Portugal. Portugal has some ordinate dude. abandoned houses. There's a there's an Instagram account called Ivy Fobbs. She's from Portugal, I think. And she posts like the most ordinate abandoned mansions that I've ever seen. And that's the difference because, because like in America, you know if something goes abandoned, you do probably like three days later, you know, like Connor, the local neighborhood bully and his friends are going to show up and just graffiti the place. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like there's just going to be graffiti and probably penises everywhere. True. Because that's, that's like, nobody respects anything in our rats in, in uh, the States, you know, unless you find a spot that like is actually well guarded. Um, mm-hmm. but, or like a brand new spot, like that church we went to that I talked about a little bit like. There was a house behind the church that I'm pretty sure somebody lived in, but, like, didn't care. But also didn't care if you weren't, like, obviously going in there to spray paint. Right. For sure. Um, and the same thing with that hospital that I could spend a week at. Like, it's got power. It's got cameras. Like, the cameras work. Somebody's watching those cameras. Yeah. But if they don't see you with, like, spray bottle cans and stuff, like, they're not coming in to deal with you. Like, they don't care if you just, like, walk through and take pictures. Um. So I think, like, I definitely want to go overseas. Um, and also overseas, the trespassing laws are a lot less strict than they are in America. Yep. Um, I know my home state, uh, they recently changed burglary so that it's, like, the same effect as trespassing. Like, the definition's <laughs> the same. What? Yeah, so burglary in the state of Pennsylvania right now is entering a structure without permission with the intent to commit a crime. Yeah. Trespassing in the state of Pennsylvania is just entering a building without permission. So if they can't prove that you're trying to commit a crime in the building and nothing's broken and everything's fine, then they let you go. Mm. But, or they usually hit you with a trespassing ticket because like you didn't get permission to be there. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's, and I guess in Virginia, like if you're in a building in Virginia, they automatically try to hit you with breaking and entering. Yep. Even if you didn't even break in to get there. Right. So I think that's really crappy. Um, like I got spots in Virginia, so like I couldn't even imagine like going to a spot and the cops show up and be like, "You were breaking in," or and I'm like, "It's a field. Like, how <laughs> did I break into this field?" <laughs> True. But um, but no. Um, yeah, definitely overseas. Probably Canada. Canada has some sick stuff. Definitely. Um, there's a dude on Facebook I follow. His name's Jamie Clark. He's um, he lives in Canada and. He does some sick stuff. Like, there's always sick houses being posted. He knows, like, this abandoned town. Um, I want to definitely get to Oak Island in um, in Nova Scotia, which is in Canada. Uh, there's there's that show, The Curse of Oak Island. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly had the chance to be on their show back when I was an undergrad to go up there and do ghost hunting for them, but it, the schedule's just never worked out. Dang. That would have been so, so I missed that opportunity, but, you know. 
win some, you lose some. Definitely. Um, and then my last question for you is what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started exploring? Um, no face, no taste. I, you know, that's probably the one thing that I know now. And also the other thing was also don't get too cocky Mm -hmm. because, so I'll tell you a story about a time where we got busted, which I totally didn't tell the story, but he could have, cause he was also there. Um, and we, we went after him in the chat too. We were like, wow, you could have told that story. You could have told it, but you didn't. You like gave some other story. Um, but, uh, I explored a middle stroll close to my hometown, um, has the power in it, got cameras, the place I'll send you, I'll send you a picture possibly of the place, um, of like, if you want any of my shots or anything, like I'll send them to you. Um, like in the pictures, like eight cameras in one picture, like (laughs) it's crazy. It's nuts. And it's got power and it's stripped. Like there's nothing in the place, but I remember being in there. And we made that rookie mistake of parking on property, which you should never freaking do. Um, but I think it's because we're just so confident. Like, we were just so overconfident at that point. We were like, whatever. Like, what are they going to do? Tow us? And you know what? They did. Like, oh. they towed Ike's car. They towed my friend's car. And they towed another explorer's car out of that parking lot. They didn't tow my car because I got one of those headaches. And then I caught something on my camera like an orb on my camera. And I was like, I don't like this feeling in here anymore. And I got my one friend and we got in my car and we left the property. As soon as we left the property, four police cars rolled into the property as Ike and uh, another explorer friend of us were finishing taking photos. They were in the auditorium lining up their shots and four police cars roll into the place. Damn. And I'm like, oh shit. And I called them. I was like, hey, like cops just rolled up. Like, I don't know what you want to do, but if you want to get out there, like I'm parked across the street. And PA, they can't, if they don't catch you in the building in PA, there's not a lot they can do. Mm-hmm. So, like, if our cars would have been across the street, they wouldn't have been able to do anything once we leave the building, once we leave the premises. Um, so, like, and that also has to do with, like, standard ground laws and stuff. Like, in PA, the standard ground laws are so bad that, like, you can't do anything until the person's in your house. Wow. So, like, they can be on your deck with a gun shooting at you, and you can't yeah. do anything until they get into their house. Right. Um, so that's kind of like the trespassing laws too. Like you can't do anything once they're off the property, you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Um, and so like, that's why the police didn't pursue us because we they saw us, they saw us sitting in the car across from the stroll, but they didn't pursue us because they didn't have any jurisdiction across the street. Yeah. Um, and we got lucky too, because the cops that responded to it, the cops that did have jurisdiction were the stroll district police. Mm. So they don't have like a lot of power. Right. You know, like, they can protect the stroll, but once you're out of the stroll, like, then you're off the property and you're good. But they, they, so they towed three of the cars, and that's how they found out the other people that were there. They didn't know who I was, but they found out the other three people that were there because they had their license plates and stuff. Mm. And it was a great thing that they didn't search the one guy's car because he had, like, his lockpick and stuff in it and, like, all his, all his tools and stuff in the car. And, like, good thing they didn't look through his car. Yeah. But... Honestly, that was right when COVID started to happen and right when the George Floyd stuff went down. Mm-hmm. And I'm still waiting for that ticket. Like that was that was a year ago. I'm still waiting for that ticket. I don't think it's coming. Probably not. Like they told me they were gonna get us with trespassing, which was just like a summary offense in PA that they because they didn't find anything broken, so they can't charge us with anything else. Mm-hmm. But 
honestly, they never filed the charges. Wow. And I think it was because of the George Floyd incident and stuff, and also because of COVID, because, like, they didn't want a dead, like, you know, we didn't destroy anything, we didn't, you know, we didn't violate anything in the building, so, like, we were just taking photos, and, you know, they let us go. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I wish I would have known no face, no case. Um, I mean, I had a mask on in that stroll, but I think, you know, a lot of places that do have cameras when you're walking around the exteriors, because not a lot of places have cameras inside the places. They have them outside. Right. Or like a neighbor outside sees you and then they can describe you perfectly. So mm-hmm. even if it's like middle of summer, if it's middle of summer, I'm always wearing like all black. I'm wearing sweatshirts, sweatpants. I don't care. Like I want all of my body covered so nobody can pick out any identifying features. Um, and I'm wearing a mask too, like a skeleton mask. So like nobody's, the only thing they didn't really point out is my eyes. And you know how many people have brown eyes in America? Like, <laughs> True. So yeah, I'm also, and then don't get too cocky because there will always be a time where like you could have looked over your shoulder and said, wow, I could have did that differently. Like, hey, mm-hmm. what if we didn't park on that stroll property? We'd all have our freaking cars. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, that's, that's definitely, but yeah. Cool. And then uh, if people want to continue following your journey, drop your social media again uh, and I'll also yeah, put it in the description. Um, but. Yeah. So my Instagram is ghostly herbats. Um, ghostly underscore herbats 412 is my Instagram. Uh, my YouTube channel is ghost guy explorations. Um, broken up ghost guy explorations space in between. Um, and then I have a Facebook page for my photography where I post my shots from from explorers and also post the youtube link also called ghost guy explorations i'm trying to get that over 3k um in the next couple months so yeah that was my episode with ghostly urbex 412 otherwise known as aj aj thank you for coming on the podcast and sharing your stories with everyone if you guys want to check out their instagram or their youtube channel or any of their social media i've put it all down below for you guys And if you want to come on the podcast, please hit me up at no.tracers on Instagram or no.tracers on TikTok or on any of my social media. I'll put them all down below as well. I would love to have you on to share your stories of urban exploring. I love doing this podcast every single week. Like I've said in past episodes, I'm trying to do more than one a week. So if we can make that happen by backlogging a ton of episodes and then dropping two a week, that would be awesome. Let me know if you guys would be interested in that. If you liked the show, if you haven't checked out the other episodes, please go back and check them out. The first nine episodes of this show are my tips and tricks for urban exploring, my stories, and then we have guests from there on. Uh, But if you haven't checked those out, please check them out. If you're not subscribed to the show, please hit that subscribe button. And if you want a free signed photo print from an abandoned place I've explored, all you have to do is take 30 seconds to leave a rating and feedback on the show, and I will mail you a signed photo print of mine as a way of saying thank you. It's absolutely free, doesn't cost you anything, and it helps the show grow, helps us find a bigger audience. And hey, this community is my home. It's my family. So anybody that wants to come on this show is more than welcome. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Stay strong, keep enduring, go out, go explore something, and remember, leave no trace.